This is an emergency podcast that everybody needs to listen to. Jen is in a closet and I'm counting down the minutes until I can pull lasagna out of the oven. But we felt like this was the most important thing right now in this moment. Emergency pod, emergency pod. (laughs) Yeah, Lindsay. Um, So Lindsay and I um, keep track of what's going on in the Ohio State budget process. And today we got word a few hours ago that um, some change, some amendments are going to be made to the proposed budget from the House. The Senate made some changes, um, some amendments. Okay. And, you know, obviously we expect this to happen, but one of those amendments really caught our eye and we really, we wanted to have a, a pod just to discuss it and bring it to your attention um because we think it's really important um for caregivers and people with disabilities here in ohio um so here it is so in the amendment they want a um, blurb that says prohibiting odm which is the ohio department of medicaid to adopt rules permitting the family member of a minor child living in the same household to receive payments to be a caretaker. So if you know a thing or two about what's been going on with Appendix K, that's what this is. So um, during the emergency, um, which is, you know, ending and has ended in certain capacities, in this capacity, Appendix K um, goes on until November. Um, And Appendix K is, um, was put in place because we have a caregiver crisis. Um, We don't have enough people to care for our loved ones with disabilities, Um, especially during COVID um, when we weren't even allowed to leave our houses for um, a few months during lockdown, there was no one um, to care for um, our loved ones. So the Ohio Department of Medicaid um, be made Appendix K available to caregivers who live in the home to care for their minor children. Also, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're me and Lindsay, we kind of learn how this all works when you um, are raising a child with a disability. You kind of think you're raising this child, you're finding care, you're trying to create a village. You have school, so public school um, has to um, take our kids and give them a free and appropriate public education. Without public school, there would be no um, right to an education. So public schools for us is extremely important. And that's nine to three. So there is some care there that we're getting along with obviously their education. Um, After that, it becomes murky because people have to work and save money and um, your life shouldn't exactly um, change to where you can't work and have to go on public assistance when you have a child with a disability. So we as a country have decided um, and as a state that um, we should have, you know, these Medicaid waivers and 
we should have um, different um, things to help. Uh, and it's, you know, it differs by state, but you're trying to get the care that you need that a typical, like for my son, for instance, who's 12, a typical 12 year old can, you know, stay home alone and mm-hmm. run around outside by themselves and yeah. take care of themselves. And um, mm-hmm. you, they just don't need the level of care that someone with autism or Down syndrome or cerebral palsy and a lot of our um, people with the disability community need. Okay. So um, Appendix K is extremely important. Um, the Senate trying to make sure that a Medicaid cannot um, continue Appendix K uh, is uh, a big blow to um, caregivers like me. Um, mm-hmm. I was during COVID, um, I got Jack's Medicaid waiver um, about a, a few months before COVID. So, of course, like, Everyone knows how much of a fight that is to try to get your child a waiver. We really desperately needed one. We got it, but then we couldn't use the waiver. And there's lots of stories like this where the reason I got the waiver is to get respite and help because I have two children with disabilities and Mm -hmm. I need someone to help me watch Jack, help Jack, take him out in the community. So I get a waiver, but I along with my county and my SSA, along with a number of other organizations, looked for a direct support professional for about two years. Now, during the emergency, it was okay because Medicaid wasn't watching waivers as closely. They weren't saying, oh, you're not using your waiver, you don't need it. And they weren't taking them away because we were in an emergency. Everybody got to keep their waivers during the emergency. Now they're going to be really looking at waivers and saying, are you using it? Are you using all the hours in it? Where can we cut? Basically, where can we cut funds? Mm -hmm. And so if they get rid of this, which is what they're proposing to do here in this Senate version of the bill um, with their amendments, um, it would mean that caregivers who cannot find a direct support professional can no longer be paid as a caregiver for their child who's a minor. This hurts us because of so many things, so many reasons. So like I just said, if for people who um, can't find somebody, um, also for people who get lose their job, because I mean, I left my job voluntarily, but I'll tell you what, there were times where I thought I'm going to get fired because mm-hmm. I'm having, I'm getting calls from daycare constantly. I have to leave work to take my daughter to specialists every single week you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of parents like me who I'm a feminist. I'm a lawyer. I have a lot of um, ability to work out in the community and I have not been able to for several years. And that's no fault of my own or my kids. It's just how it is. Mm -hmm. And then we have these emergencies and we have a lack of staffing um, and we don't have enough pay to incentivize people to come here and do these jobs. We have weird regulations where we can't bring international students or other people over here to do these jobs that no one wants to do. So we're all caught in this place where we don't wanna be in this place. We would love, I would love for like my neighbor down the street just to watch my kids. Like it used to be in the 60s and 70s and 80s. We're not Mm -hmm. in that space anymore. So we need to come up with these solutions. And this Appendix K is one of those 
solution. So it's one of the best solutions that I have seen. And Ohio has like, you can go to other States and this is like their day to day. They're like, your kid has a disability. Good for you. Here are the waivers that you fill out. Here is how you get respite. Here's how you're going to be a paid caregiver. In Ohio, it's not like that. Like as seen today with just one simple. And what gets me is that it was at the bottom. So it was one of those, if you just, I told Jen, I skimmed it and thought, okay, this doesn't matter. And five minutes later, I was getting emails from people like, did you see this? Did you see this? What are we going to do? What are we going to say? And so, but I just, I'm sad because I read and I hear these stories. Part of our job is we have to do QA calls just to make sure that people within our family choice program, which is a program that allows our um, families to be able to be paid to be caretakers because they can't find DSPs and it works out really great. But everybody says that they give the program a 10 and that it was a godsend. And then they tell the most gut-wrenching story about where they were at before they found this program. And the thought of having to like email them and tell them about what was said, just like it hit me really hard this afternoon in the gut. Like, oh my goodness, this stinks. Like what, what is our plan? What are we going to do? What are we, I mean, we've been hearing stories. There's a mom who cannot work, cannot work, cannot find help because her son has so many medical, it, medical things going on. He's fragile, medically fragile. That is the word I was thinking of Mm -hmm. or words. He's medically fragile and she is the only one who can take care of him because DSPs don't show up. DSPs, they can't find a DSP. And one thing, and I think that you would agree with this with Jack, is that you have to have a consistency and routine. So if we are going to get a DSP into our house, which we are working on getting the waiver, which is a whole other podcast that I will do someday for you. But I was just thinking about it. If we, Whit needs consistency, and if the DSP isn't going to show up, like I, Jeremy, me, I would love to be able to pay our neighbor across the street who's a parent with school in the summer to come over here would be great. But, and the thought of not knowing that that might go away, my heart just breaks. Yeah. And a lot of these people too, there a lot of parents are um, utilizing direct support professionals that they've had on and off. But then direct support professionals, um, like you just said, are inconsistent. So mm-hmm. it's it's a job that does not pay very well. There's no benefits um, a lot of times because you're not working full time. And so um, a lot of people come and go and then you're left with nothing. And so this is like a stopgap. Um, it's mm-hmm. like a way to make sure. So a lot of parents use DSPs for some of the time. You know, mm-hmm. so they can take a nap or they can go to the grocery store. Yeah. Um, people don't understand just how much care um, is involved, you know, especially with a medically complex um, child or a child you who has potential behavior. catheters that have to be emptied and changed. You have to run a feeding tube. You might have to um, clean them. 
like their face and all of that for dignity purposes. Like there's a lot that there's transfers to the wheelchair. There's, I mean, there's a lot that comes with it. Yeah. And it's a lot of times, you know, for when Jack started having his seizures, it became really apparent to us that we're in such a privileged position because of the mm-hmm. fact that I can work part-time or I don't work, you know, haven't worked yeah. in three years. Um, because, and the fact that like we can afford um, like a seizure watch so that I could actually sleep. A lot of children have seizures only while they sleep. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of parents are watching them and taking turns with their um, partner to watch their children sleep so that they don't have a seizure and die. Yeah. So a lot of times they they need, they're doing the work at night, which I think is like, it's such an unknown um, to the rest of society. Like, because I I remember when you have like a newborn and you were like up in the middle of the night, all like the whole time. And you're like, oh, so this is what 4am looks like. Like I had no Mm -hmm. idea. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like this is like a new world. Mm -hmm. Like That's our world for a lot of us forever. Yes. Okay. And so um, this is not something that some fancy like um, overindulgence and it's all, it's not used by very many people. It's honestly used for the hardest situations. To be honest with you, like I just found a great babysitter. She's only going to help me for the summer. She's a provider. So I'm using Jack's waiver. Yay. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, Woohoo, finally. <laughs> But I'll tell you, first of all, she's only going to be here for the summer. She's a college student. Um, And second of all, I don't want to be their only person. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I have a waiver for a reason because I literally can't handle it all. So like, I don't really want to be the family, you know, caregiver for my kids all the time. I want other people to step in and do that work Mm -hmm. Um, because it is work. It's not something grandma can do or, you know, the next person can check off. It is a job. And that's, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we need to make sure people understand from this podcast, from our women who care and in, investing in care, mm-hmm. um, taking care of people with disabilities, whether they're a child, an adult is a job. It is, um, should be paid a living wage. Um, mm-hmm. And if we can't find someone willing to do it, then we need to come up with creative solutions and we have one and it works and families mm-hmm. are able to actually have their life and they can figure out how to actually care for their child in a safe environment um, and not have to institutionalize their child. A lot of right. That's what I was going to say. So many people are worried about institutionalizing. I mean, I, we're not anywhere near that yet, but I can't imagine being that mom at 3 a.m. wondering if they lose appendix K, if they were going to have to institutionalize their child. Yeah. Like, that especially is... in rural parts of our Ohio, which there yeah. are, and people forget about them until you're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm learning so much about my own counties <clears throat> in rural Ohio, um, and though there's just not agencies out there, there's no one to go to, to for help. So if your SSA isn't finding you a DSP, good luck. You know, I mean, my SSA told me during COVID. There are no DSPs. Like you're never going to find one. There's a Mm -hmm. huge long line in front of you of people that need this way before you're ever going to get it. So just FYI. And I'm like, well, 
I pushed back because I said, you got to find me some solution to this because I have this waiver. It's my due process rate <clears throat> to um, get the help that I need now. So if I don't get that help, then you guys have to figure this out. So send me somebody from Warren County DD, I guess. And I mean, mm -hmm. that's where we are guys. So I really think it's important that um, if you're listening to this, um, we need to give you some action plans. Um, mm -hmm. The first one is obviously like we're always telling people, contact your representatives. Um, this bill, um, the omnibus, the budget bill is still in the Senate. So um, you can contact your Senator. I would also say it's really important at this point at this juncture to contact your house member and also any house member who is on the finance committee um, or the Senate. Um, so Senate, um, I already emailed um, Senator Roman Chuck today. He's on our Medicaid committee. He's very um, friendly to the disability community. And I'm kind of shocked that this was in there. Mm -hmm. um, and so definitely reach out, give, let's, let's make some phone calls too. Like email is great, but mm -hmm. I'd say we start calling, um, Jay Edwards is the, um, finance committee chairperson in the house. So this is all going to go to a conference committee and these guys are all going to get together in the house, um, and, uh, decide what's going to go to, to, uh, the governor. So I would like, I would say, let's start to make some phone calls tomorrow. Um, it's about six 30 now or so. So maybe mm -hmm. today, you know, you can shoot some emails off tonight. Um, if we even put this podcast out tonight, um, um, maybe not tomorrow morning. I think it just depends. <laughs> it's going to be tonight or tomorrow morning. I'm just in emergency mode, Lindsay. I'm in emergency mode. So I'm just like, oh, I know. I'm in like crisis mode. I feel very <laughs> Olivia Pope. Like, who do we call? Like, whose dinner can I interrupt? I said to Jeremy that um, the our senator up here lives about. I would say 15 or 20 minutes away. And I was like, I need to find her address. I need to go knock on her door. I need to go introduce myself. I need to like say, what is happening? Like, so yeah, contact us too. You know, you can talk to Lindsay or me. We're collecting mm -hmm. more stories. Yes. Um, obviously we know of people who are use this program um, and use um, even the ARC of Ohio um, Family Choice Program, but this is not just the, an ARC thing. This is like Appendix K is um, been used for the state of Ohio. It's been a really successful for a lot of families because of the caregiver crisis. Once this caregiver crisis is done, you know, this will be a very rare occurrence. And I just think it's not even something that we need to have, obviously, in this budget bill. But um, nobody will be saying anything else about it. But um, we can't fix that yet. Like this is going right. to take years and years to fix that. So in mm -hmm. the meantime, we have to make sure that um, families are getting what they need, honestly. Like, and I'll tell you um, in some situations, you know, kids are so vulnerable to abuse, neglect with such a crisis in care and with, um, you know, just the overwhelm of schools and daycares and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Some of these parents may maybe making this decision because there's not a safe place for their child who has a lot of needs, mm -hmm. who isn't able to speak, um, who isn't able to tell someone if something happens to them. And that's okay. I mean, there should be solutions like this for those families. Um, and we as Ohioans, I would hope, um, would want this as a solution um, to make sure that child is safe. And I think mm -hmm. 
DeWine, our governor, I hope um, if this does go to Governor DeWine, that would be um, something that he would think about as well. We're trying to keep children safe, keep um, children in the, um, the care of a, of a good caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to make sure that our budget um, has the priorities we need. And this was one of them. And now they're trying to get rid of it. So yes. um, I'm hoping that with the new office of children that DeWine is starting to start, that this would be something that he would cross out if it has to make it that far. But we are hoping that you, our listeners, and everybody out there will start making calls and call, 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 call. Be Leslie Nope. Make <laughs> everybody dread when they see your number. So yes. we will post on social media um, some numbers. Yes. I would love for you all to check it out and just call those numbers. Have your share it and have your family and friends call and send some emails and let's um let's not um take away appendix k for families who need it no appendix k needs to stay for every mom i always think of the 3 a.m mom because we're always so brave at 3 a.m are you brave at 3 a.m that's when like i do my best research at 3 a.m when i can't sleep like i always just say i'm a 3 a.m mom so anything that I want to do, I do it for the 3 a.m. mom who's going to wake up in the middle of the night to change a catheter or start a feed or pass a med. And they're wondering what is going to happen. Yeah. And I want that mom to be able to do what she needs to do for her child and rest easy. And tonight, I know that there's going to be plenty of people out there who are not resting easy. I know that I will not be resting easy until we know and can get this handled because it, I feel like once you have a disabled child, every disabled child is your child and my, the children right now aren't okay and we need to make it okay. Yes. And just let your legislators know. And if you have contacts, um, in disability community organizations, mm-hmm. you know, let them know the parents of minor children with disabilities cannot find support staff mm-hmm. or work outside the home a lot of times. So it is critical that these families have the ability to be paid providers for their own minor children. That's what they're mm-hmm. trying to stop. So guys, let's do this. Emergency Bye. pod out. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,